Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Born on the 4th of July. I watched the second half of Born on the 4th of July. And this is Is the the other other half. half. Independence Day! Independence Day, baby! Uh, There's not a lot of movies set around Independence Day. The 4th of July. We've already watched Independence Independence Day Day by ourselves. And now we've seen Independence Day Resurgence. Resurgence. And I think this is the only other movie that has any kind of relation to Independence Day. In the name anyway. Yeah. Like, potentially there's a movie set around Independence Day. We just aren't I know there's a scene in Sandlot where they're all staring at the fireworks. But we've seen Sandlot. We can't watch Sandlot. I'm just making examples that other movies exist. I wonder if the same thing happens in Sandlot too. Oh. We got the 4th of July again. Uh, Baseball boogaloo. (laughs) Um... So this movie, we were like looking for movies to do, and I just saw a picture of uh, Tom Cruise in an embarrassing beard and in a wheelchair, and I'm like, I gotta watch this movie. This movie looks great, and I think that's the only reason I thought. This wow! Would be a good so movie you have no idea about any of the stuff behind the movie? None at all. Do you know? Did you look up anything about yes. this movie? Okay, this is based on a true story. It's based on a true story. <laughs> so I'm laughing at a real man yeah. who's being portrayed by Tom Cruise in a, not, in a wheelchair, in an okay wig. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, that was very surprising. Um, it's also an Oliver Stone movie, which I yeah. don't know what you think about Oliver Stone, but I mean, I love that Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he made that movie. It's, it's not good. I've only seen, I think I've seen Platoon. I like that movie. Um, oh God, I'm realized I'm ruined as a person. Cause when you said Platoon, I'm like, don't you mean Splatoon? <laughs> I hate myself. You fucking gamer. Oh my gamer God. I'm boy. a broken person. <laughs> my favorite scene in platoon is when that uh a squid lady's on her knees with her uh tentacles up in the air like, no! shooting ink everywhere and then everyone yeah shoots ink everywhere yeah. it's like no my territory <laughs> uh no platoon platoon uh and then i know he made that jfk movie which was super uh in favor of jfk being killed by the government oh yeah you know that whole like back to the right thing that's from the uh um, oh Stone really movie. i didn't know that yeah uh, that movie's hysterical too because it ends with uh, the character looking into the camera, going like, "And you too know the truth of what happened to JFK." And it's just like, "Okay, buddy." Uh, so yeah, and he also did a, a Nixon biopic as well, I believe. Did he? Interestingly enough, um, um, there's um, yeah, but the whole thing about like speaking to the camera. Mm. He's an interesting directorial style in this movie. Yeah, it, he's what? What? What do you mean? I feel like he makes his. He does all the things that are kind of stereotypical for biopics, right? Yeah. Like, you take scenes that probably are pretty, like, probably not that eventful, not that crazy, mm. and he really amps them up, makes them super dramatic, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like this movie, because uh, the thing about him, about Oliver Stone, is he has an axe to grind, rightfully so. Uh, most of his movies are about, like, war and the government and how they're trying to fuck you over. <laughs> yeah, I looked at his IMDb. It's definitely all about that. Yes. There's one category. It's how the government fucks you. Yeah, exactly. That's his favorite category. That's his favorite category, and it's all came because like he was a soldier like i think uh, i think he went to like vietnam vietnam and like dealt with the same things that we're seeing in these movies and basically ever since then he's just been making movies about how shitty the government was at the time especially at that time at the time um so but this movie i feel like it's weird because it's so safe at times like it's very it's it's full of montages which I think mm. is its biggest foil. Yeah, they have to cover a lot of time. Yeah, because I, it's a person's life. It's a person's life. Yeah. And they spend a lot of time showing him do things that I don't know. This Aren't could, important. This movie, yeah, a movie could be cut down from like, I think it's two and a half hour total. Mm-hmm. Could probably shave off, get down like a maybe nice hour 50. Yeah. And it'd probably be a good number because you want to show all the hard parts he has in his life, obviously. Well, I think it's he has a very interesting story. He does. And well, I, I think the problem is it's in this weird middle ground where I think you could either shave it off and make it a very specific time in his life or extend it and make it into like an epic or like a TV. Like two and a half hours long. I feel like that's almost an epic. Almost. No, but a- it, but it, it doesn't. But he doesn't delve deep enough, I don't think. Like, mm. you go from him being a child. Like, the movie opens with him as a child. It's kind of an epic, though, right? 19- like, you start off as a little kid. Like, like I, I noticed that a lot of the kids had, like, the actors got credit and names, so it sounds like they did a lot in the beginning, right? Kind and then they of. go all the way until... He goes to war. 
He goes past war. Like, he goes into his, like, days. Right. When he's, uh, when he's an anti-war yes. uh, person. <laughs> anti-war person. You're right. Well, I think that's that's the fascinating thing, is you are seeing this guy go from this hyper-patriotic person who, like, looks... He's like, you know, he, he thinks war is good and, and right and, and should be something that is, like, respected or whatever, to, I assume, at the end, he's not that. Because yeah. there's no reason why, you know... Um, Oliver Stone would make a movie like that. Um, <laughs> not the character, just Oliver Stone. Just do Oliver that. Stone as a person. Oliver just Stone comes in halfway like through. That. That's not really how it happened. Well, I think that's what's so fascinating about. I I, I don't hate the idea of this movie because no. there's, there's moments that I'm sort of I'm, I'm impressed with. There's and, a lot of good parts of this movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so like the movie opens with like little kids. They're playing war, and there's it's weird. I think uh, there's like a narration at the very beginning um, of him saying like, "When I was a kid, you know, I I when we." played games we played the game of like war like you know we would we would be in the battlefields and, and like mm-hmm. shooting guns at each other and then they we see like this parade which i assume is happening on the fourth of july and he uh the main character who at uh eventually will be played by uh tom cruise but at the moment now it's just played by child um looks and sees soldiers um and like veterans like in the parade and sees how they're respected. And he's like, I want to be one of those people. Like, I mm-hmm. want to be respected like that. And I want to be like held up like that. Um, and it's, it's interesting. I don't know how much of this movie, cause it, this movie is based on a true story. Yeah. And it's written by that guy too. Oh really? Yeah. The guy, the main character of the movie is the writer of the movie. And it's also based on his autobiography. That's kind of cool yeah it's kind of interesting yeah because then it's like because then because before i knew that there's a scene where um uh the tom cruise character is like kissing a girl for the first time Mm -hmm. and um the girl's like "Ooh, did you like that and he goes i don't know watch me do push-ups and this little kid is just doing push-ups it's like even before he has an interest in girls he's got an interest in his own body and like uh, showing how uh, physically he's yeah. able to Let's do get, things. Gets respect, yeah. Which is interesting, yeah. Like that's that takes precedent over like women and, and girls. But and this isn't just the thing of when he's like a kid. Like later on, he ends up becoming a wrestler um, for high school. This is when he's actually played by Tom Cruise. Um, he becomes a wrestler, and there uh, we sort of get a view of uh, like what it was like growing up in this household. Um, they're a very Catholic household, right? Um, in i can't remember new england i think um something some east board yeah yeah and uh so they're it's very catholic and so like uh the mom finds a playboy magazine in tom cruise's bedroom Mm. and she flips the fuck out she's like you know you can't be looking at this this is demonic you have to go to church and you know pray for forgiveness and like the kid is like in high school like you know there's nothing wrong with looking at you know like oh. that stuff when you're in high oh, school. Oh, there is. You know what summons the devil, right? And that's clearly Playboy, the way to the devil. And this is this... evil bunny. The bunny's from hell. <laughs> and it's interesting because the mom also puts like so much pressure on him. Like when he's a child, she says, I had a dream that you were on television and you were saying great things to people. And then later on, uh, she says, you know, God, uh, I know I'm sh- I figured this was uh, all going to come back around again. Uh, and then she also says like um, stuff like, you know, God made you uh, great and God only loves people who do good things and all this other stuff. And it's like, God, Jesus, like so much pressure is being put on this person. <laughs> like he's just a fucking wrestler, like in high school, like just let him live his life. And the thing is, is like all this comes back around because he ends up losing the wrestling match in high school, and he's like visibly disappointed. Everyone is, yeah. Do you wonder if the? Because this is definitely a uh, like this is watching boomers, right? Like oh these yeah, ty- and they had a lot more pressure on us than say on them than say I don't know millennials. <laughs> they say the millennials are the soft generation, right? Because mm. they got like love, and it's like it's okay, buddy. And uh, 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 what is it? Participation trophy. Exactly. And mm. I feel like this is someone who is a boomer themselves, probably mm-hmm. looking back at how they were raised, mm-hmm. or like that same mentality of like a lot of pressure, and, right? Like, you got to do everything properly and perform and all this stuff. And him not being able to handle that totally, you know. And it's and it's not enough to just be like, oh, you're the best, you're gonna do it, and then fail Mm -hmm. you know you have to actually have have a safety net behind that right because what's going to happen if you get pumped up and have all this pressure on you right you know and i think that's kind of a reflection of what then 
boomers then of course raise their millennial kids or whatever Mm -hmm. differently well i think it's also a thing of like the world is so drastically different from like when they were raised because yeah i think that's the thing i found interesting about this movie is you see um the the legitimization of why go to war in vietnam in the first place 100 you know their reasoning is like oh well communism is spreading around the world communism is a bad thing full of like soulless godless people Mm -hmm. but it's like that isn't the same threat as like Nazis. fucking Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, their parents were raised in this world where it's like, hey, this war that's happening. We're, across- we're now the, well, there's no world where America's now the, the world police. Right. Exactly. Right. And we and, need to make and, sure you know, that communism doesn't spread all place. the way over here. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's what I find so fascinating about this movie is they ha- still have this mentality in their heads. Like, okay, we need to do what's right. We need to... We, and the movie continues this. Like, uh, late into my half of the movie, almost to your half, you see Tom Cruise legitimizing, like, fucker can't even walk. Like, he is so poorly treated by this country, and yet he still says, like, I did the right thing going overseas and spreading, you know, uh, 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 um, freedom and democracy. It's like, dude... You are home, and you are being so poorly fucking treated by everyone around you, Mm -hmm. including the people that, like, and that's the other thing. It's like, okay, you can make the argument of, like, yeah, you know, people uh, from Vietnam came over and were shit on by, like, you know, hippies or whatever. But it's like, you're being shit on by the fucking government. Like, no one is looking out for you, you know? And it's like, I think that's the other thing, too. It's like, fucking during, like, World War II, was that a thing that that happened? Like, you know, veterans came over, and they weren't immediately, like, dropped like it was hot. No, you got got a bunch of, you usually got like a bunch of money yeah and all that stuff because like at the time the economy was like oh yeah we're going great hoorah and that was a different thing too because you fucking went to war against people who were putting people in camps yeah you know like doing like real bad shit real bad shit this was just a political move of something that was happening in another country far away that was never going to affect us yeah at all um so i think that's what i find so fascinating about this movie is you you see, and it's just so obvious. I think what I, it's so sad because the dad is so not that at all. Like, what I find fascinating too is, is like a lot of this hoorah America, God in country shit is being pushed on him by his mom and his yeah, father. Yeah, his dad's just kind of like a wet, not wet blanket. Like, he's just kind of there. Right. He's just, uh, he's not really like unsupportive, but he's just kind of like, he's kind of more of a, like a realist in some ways. He's very realistic. And he's, he is supportive because later on when Tom Cruise ends up losing uh, a, f- a function of his legs, he says like, Hey, I made the doors wider and Hey, I put in like a, a, yeah. a, a handrail so you can use the bathroom. Like he's actually doing things to make his life better, but it's like his mom who didn't go to war. His dad went to war. His yeah. mom didn't go to war. And yet has this really idealistic idea or version of the way that the world works, even though she never actually like faced it. And mm-hmm. the father who did has a much more realistic understanding. And it's like, I don't want you to go to Vietnam. I don't want you to fight for this. Like, this is not our place. And I think yeah. that's such a fascinating like choice to make in this movie. I don't know that how is real interesting it is because but... he, he definitely doesn't come across that way. Well, he, he's just less supportive than he would be. Then it sounds like he is in the first half. Oh, okay. Half. He doesn't say as much. He just kind of stands there and is just like, well, I don't know. His I, mom's I, mad. I think that's the thing, though, is because there's all this sort of thing of like stolen valor is the thing, especially like nowadays where it's like, oh, you know, you can't, you know, don't don't shit on 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 the soldiers. But I, I feel like there's a lot of situations where people who have never been to war and who have this very idealized version of the way war is are the people that are hoorah. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. And I yeah. feel like that's what this movie, in this respect, is sort of tackling. I think in some ways it is. It's definitely for yeah. sure. Because a, a lot of the great lines that I really like is a lot of people saying, I, I love my country and this is why I have to, you know... Fight for it. Or fight against it. Oh! Or like fight against the war. And oh, that's like interesting. Thing. And that comes into play later, which is I think is very interesting. And I, I, I think it's just that. a very good... It, it kind of reminds me of showing the kind of general feeling of... The times, right? Right. Like between this like ten year period, I don't know how long Vietnam War was on top of my head, but during that time, like obviously the guy's life's like ten years. Right. A lot of stuff happens. Um, it shows a general like thought behind it because a lot of people were like, "Yeah, man, Vietnam sounds great. We've done so good." And then after a while, right. it's like a lot of people just kind of started dropping off and mm-hmm. and shit. It, it, it captures that within this one man story, like right. that whole feeling of kind of like as a nation, and just shows it 
in an actual person that existed and mm-hmm. ha- and it was like a perfect encapsulation of this feeling that kind of a nation had and probably what Oliver Stone may have felt at the same time absolutely and as and as an actual soldier like I think that's the other important yeah. thing too because later on uh, when Tom Cruise does come back in uh, so before he leaves he talks to a friend of his who's against the war uh, you might have seen him later he runs a um, a, a, a successful like fast food chain. Um, nope. Later on. Okay. Well, in my half, before that, he's like, what is the point? Like, it doesn't matter. They're just communists. I don't understand the big fear here. And then after Tom Cruise comes back, you know, he can't get a, Tom Cruise is not offered a job because he can't fucking use his legs. And the only money he's making is off of the government. And it's not very much. And so he comes back and he talks to this this guy who was against the war beforehand. So, so hold on. I think you're skipping some parts. I am. Okay, I'm just I'm just talking about this one thing. Oh, okay, continue. Um, where the so he comes back, and this dude who before was against the war never went to war, went to college, now runs a su- successful business, and is now running things basically. And he's like, like Tom Cruise, like you know, you went to war for what? Like, what did you accomplish? Like, I didn't go to war. I have a All successful business yeah. and I'm offering you a job, which is more than most people are doing. And it's not a great job. Like he offers him a, a basically a fry cook job, but he's like, what, like, what are you going to just accept charity from the government? And it's not even that much. Like I'm giving you something that no one else is going to do, Yeah, you know? And then I, I think it's interesting because, because then it's like Tom Cruise is like, well then like, you know, I, there's this sort of interesting like thing that the movie's doing here where it's like, it's not really framing this guy as a good person either because he is like shit talking on Tom Cruise. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, look at what wound up happening. Like this guy didn't go to Vietnam yeah. to Vietnam and then he wound up being a successful like business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like And on the other hand, this this country treats this Vietnam veteran like shit. Poorly. Yeah. Absolutely awfully. Um yeah. So I I'll go a bit more like in structure now. Yeah, because I I wanna know how did he get his leg what so uh before that too is there a, a, a girl that he's he's, he's yeah in? there's a girl that I don't she know appears her name. later is she important to the plot at all they literally i looked her up on imdb her name is like ronnie's girlfriend okay which is tom cruise's name right exactly uh which is a shame because he's played by a good actor um kira sedgwick i think her yeah name she's is? she's in um the uh, the closer, closer. yeah closer. she's great yeah. Uh, anyway, so she's in the movie. She's the girl that sh- that he likes. And it's interesting because every time he talks to somebody, he's so gung-ho about going over to war. But then there's one scene where he's he's like praying to God and he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I I, I do want to be a soldier and I, I'm willing to die for my country. But at the same time, I'm not sure if I'm making the right decision because there's so much here in the town. You know, what should I, why should I do that? So he doesn't really know what to do. He's clearly like, like uh, on opposite sides and earlier on there's a, also a part where he goes up and talks to this girl and he's like hey do you want to go to prom are you going to prom with somebody and she goes oh yeah i'm already going to prom with somebody and he goes oh well that's great you know i, I don't really have time for prom because i'm 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 in the marines and i'm gonna go to war um so it's like this sort of interesting thing hmm. where it's like he shuts himself out emotionally yeah so he kind of has well. no choice but to go to war right so he goes over to war uh it's a second tour we see him in vietnam and I don't know why I keep saying Vietnam, Vietnam, in uh, 1967. Uh, it's a second tour. He hasn't seen much violence. And he's talking to this guy from Georgia. And the guy from Georgia is like really nervous. And Tom Cruise is like, don't worry. You know, I met a lot of guys from Georgia. Nothing bad happened to him. And so then they're like, they, so uh, he gets some word from his, I think, lieutenant or something. And he's like, hey, do you see the, do you see the rifle barrels over there? And they're looking over into this like village um, and then he's like, I don't, I don't see him. And he goes, no, right there. Do you see him right there? And we don't even see them. And Tom Cruise is like, yeah, I think, I think I see him. And he goes, all right, on, on my count, we're going to just shoot in there and, and kill all those guys because oh. they think that it's, you know, they think it's, it's a, it's a boring, uh, a faction. It isn't, it's a full of civilians and they uh. murder almost all of them like they end up killing them all tom cruise goes in there to to investigate and it's just you see dead children dead women and then the people who aren't dead are like babies and they can't survive for themselves and they're like crying and stuff it's like really horrifying and tom cruise is just like what the fuck we have to save them we have to do something and then 
the actual like an actual um uh like the the, the people are actually starting to attack them the, the vietnamese are actually coming in to attack them so then they're like we have to get back we have to you know we have to uh, uh run away and 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 protect ourselves so they run out of the village leaving like babies crying and people dying <laughs> and bleeding out it's really horrifying and they're being chased uh by by this army and then uh, Tom Cruise, it's it, it's like it's starting to like uh, the sun is starting to set, and he's only seen silhouettes, and so he just starts shooting blankly, and then he shoots somebody, and he realizes they're an allied force, oh, and then he runs over, shit. and it's the guy from Georgia he was talking to earlier. Uh. He accidentally kills him. Um, and at first he plays dumb and acts like he didn't kill him, but then he goes up to his lieutenant and he says, "Hey, I accidentally." killed somebody on our side I accidentally killed like friendly fire and the tenant's like no you didn't yeah you didn't do it no if you if you say differently then i'm gonna like court martial you and all that stuff so Damn. it's like yeah so then another year goes by it's not a good way to resolve things <laughs> <Not> at all <laughs> yeah there's really communication breakdown going yeah on. a little bit a little bit there so it's another year uh they get ambushed and tom cruise gets shot in the ankle and the chest and that's how he ends up losing uh, his legs is uh, he gets shot in the chest and the bullet goes through his spine, I believe. Ah, uh, that would do um, it. Yeah. So he gets brought to a medic and this is a part where I'm like, okay, this is probably not the way it was done because he gets brought in and it's like dark and like the lights are like flashing and everyone's like yelling at each other and there's blood all over the place. I'm like, I feel like if there was like an actual medic station that you're being helicoptered to, it'd probably be a little bit nicer. A little bit nicer than it's this. Not well. I don't know. Maybe a lot of people are getting helicoptered to it. Possibly, but either way, I'm like, eh, it's I probably mean, a little bit like cinematic, but it's fine. But also, who knows if that guy can really remember because he was probably in shock. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So then we are brought to the Bronx v- uh, Veterans Hospital. Okay. Uh, it's now 1968. It is depressing. It's poorly staffed. It's rat infested. Nobody there wants to be working there. A lot of the nurses um, who are who are uh, black people are feel like they're being disrespected too because like there's this constant. It's so I, I almost feel like Tom Cruise's character at this point is kind of a racist because um, he doesn't. He for one he's still deeply patriotic even though he's being thrown into the shithole mm-hmm. and not being taken care of he still is like you know i i fought for my country it did what was right and then all these like orderly and nurses who are like all black people they're like uh there's like a real problem happening in this country and it isn't what's going on overseas like you know because this is also during the time of like you know the black panthers yep. and mm-hmm. stuff like that and a lot of the civil, civil rights, rights stuff, stuff. Yep. and it's just like and and tom cruise just shuts it away he's like uh, if if you don't like it, you can get out. And it's like, dude, you can't fucking walk. Like, yeah, what are you gonna? How are you gonna do? get out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's it, there's this weird scene. It's like this extended scene showing like catheters and dirty bedpans covered in shit. And all of this is set to the song "Brown Eyed Girl." Oh, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, you you see a lot of scenes of like them pulling tubes out of yeah, people's I will, asses and I stuff. I will say the um the music the music choices. Very not, goofy. Not as not as greatest. Not no. as great selection. It's a lot of like obvious choices sometimes. Yeah, too, a little bit on the nose. Where it's like the times they are a change in his plan. Oh, now American Pie is playing. Yep. You know, like just obvious songs happening at the time. And I don't know if it's because maybe just because well, the movie's been like eighty nine, so clearly all these cliches have already been done. I feel. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um. So the other thing we start seeing a lot of, too, is uh, a lot of PTSD is happening. Not just Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. but a bunch of other people. Um, some people are getting, like, war flashbacks. Other people are really sensitive to light and sounds. Yeah. Um, uh, also in this uh, Can part, I guess what his PTSD trigger is? What is it? Is it a crying baby? No, it isn't. Oh. No. Never mind. Does he that seem, come into play he later? He seems to, like, really not like crying babies. I mean, I wonder why. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no, in my half, it seems more like toy guns and fireworks. Oh, yeah. He doesn't um, care about those in mine. Well, I guess there aren't any toy guns hanging around. That's so. true. Uh, he, he grew out of that. <laughs> which I think is really funny and sad because it, if this guy, I don't know, I think I'm going to check it after my half is done. If he was actually born on the 4th of July, it would suck if fireworks or something that... Right? Know, that was a trigger. <sighs> um, so... Um, also, in this part, Cruz's weight loss is like legitimately impressive. They did a good job of making him look like he lost a lot of weight. Yeah, what'd you think of his acting overall? I hated this? it. I thought he was really bad. Really? I thought whenever he had to do something big and emotional and like he sounded like like desperate or like crazed, it just it was so flat. Like really? I didn't believe it. I kinda liked it. Really? I was actually really surprised. I was like, hey, he did a good job in this his movie. His intensity is good. I think he's really good at being intense and like like serious. But like in, in, especially in this part where he was in this uh 
a veterans hospital and he was like screaming and crying at people i'm like i don't know man this just doesn't feel real to me maybe it's just because he's, he's just tom cruise maybe i don't know i don't know it just i i, I legitimately wrote that down i'm like i don't i don't like how yeah, he's acting here okay uh but anyway so um he's like he keeps trying to walk that's his main thing his doctor says he'll never walk again and he'll never have a baby he it's never gonna happen but he keeps trying and trying and trying and you think like, oh man, he's gonna he's gonna walk. No, not only doesn't he walk, he falls and he breaks his fucking leg even worse, and Ugh. he like snaps his neck. So it like it fucks him up even worse. Um, so um, uh, he's screaming and crying. He's in this thing where he's like in this like circular round thing to sort of keep his like spine straight. A hamster I think. wheel? Oh, yeah, no. like a hamster what? wheel looking thing. How do you keep your spine straight straight on a hamster wheel? Because okay, it's a it's a metal wheel okay. and then a bed in between it, so you can like be spun back and forth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so he's screaming. He's like, "I'm a veteran. I'm a damn human. I want to be treated like this." I thought it's not because the hamster wheel is really fun. No, oh, okay. that'd be fun if you just spun him. Just, just spun like, him. <laughs> um and he says i want to keep my leg i and everyone's like you can't even fucking feel your legs why do you want to keep them because because they're my legs it's fair so that's you know that scene he returns home he has a dog named major which i think is really funny because it just it just again goes to show like how how coded it is that you need to go into the military yeah you know um very military family everyone acts weird around him including his mom like everyone acts weird except for his dad who accepts him and loves him and i i legitimately really liked how his dad was acting in my half of the movie um uh, and then uh blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, during the then they're they're at dinner his family's at dinner and tom cruise just out of nowhere it's like it's like fucking like it's like fucking uh, uh thanksgiving with the fam he's just starts <laughs> ranting about anti-war people he's like bunch of anti-wars love it or leave it you know all this stuff oh, yeah and then his brother disagrees you know his, his brother's like no i am anti-war I'm, i don't think we should be going to war overseas and tom cruise is like well what what are you, what are you saying like uh, you know what he didn't sacrifice anything and he goes Look at you. Like, I don't want people to wind up like you, Tom Cruise. Like, you're in a fucking wheelchair and you're not being, like, respected by the government that you uh-huh. gave your legs for. And it's so obvious. It's, like, it's so good because it's, like, the movie is aware of how nuts Tom Cruise is being right now. Yeah. Like, look how much you gave and nothing is being given back to you. Yeah. Like, nothing. And that's the thing. It's, like, I think it's also just testament to, like, uh, over-patriotism. You oh, know? And just how people can get so wrapped up and, like, whatever we do is right no matter what. Right, exactly. You know? And it, if you're not even... Even people who pay the price, mm-hmm. they have to pay, like, the ultimate price. Yeah. And then the, some of them, at that point, maybe will swap over and realize, like, man, this maybe. is messed up. Maybe. But, but then like, other people it, can just... Here's a great case of he's doubling down on it. Yeah. You and know? that's for people who literally are paralyzed right, from exactly. the war. Like, imagine everyone else who just is like, whatever, I don't have to deal with that. Right. But I'm still going to be like, rah-hoo-ah. Exactly. Rah-hoo-ah. Like the mom. Like the um, mom. So then they have a, a parade. Um, Tom Cruise is in convertible. And it's great because this is sort of a, 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 a an obvious like difference between when he witnessed a parade with veterans rather than everyone like saluting and it being all quiet and like respectful. Nobody respects him. Like everyone's looking at him with like like uh you child killer and yeah. stuff. You oh. know. Well cuz you know I thought it was just cuz he's paraplegic or oh, like no. really mean cuz of that. No, no, I think that, no, it's because the the war isn't a very popular one. And so yeah, they're looking that at all, that also sucks about like the anti-war stuff. It's just so it was like man, the soldiers just trying to like it's probably some young kid who signs up for like going into the military because they had a great deal or whatever because they needed the money because they needed the money they, or they, don't, they weren't really good at uh, you know didn't really do well at high school and don't have the money to go to college it's but like oh military is a good place this, this, is, this is interesting though too because this isn't even a draft like even Tom Cruise says I went over I chose to yeah. go over you know this wasn't this was because he wanted to, to do yeah, this yeah that's true know? so it's a little bit hard to justify but even then I also but even bad. then it's wrong it's, it's, it's messed up to do that because it isn't like it's not their fault yeah and then my, my personal thing is like at least mo- most troops aren't bad people you know it's, yeah. it's like support them you know maybe you can be against the war for yeah you I can, care. but you like be, they're yeah. they're just doing their they aren't their the job. ones making the the war plans yeah exactly yeah. they're just executing them and, and they don't really have a choice yeah exactly <laughs> so in a lot of cases, deserters especially if there was yeah exactly um but it's also it's also great to here because he's clearly have has ptsd like i said for fireworks and toy guns he just keeps like jumping and I'm like this is fucked up guys stop stop doing this right now it's messed up uh, and then that's the end of my half. 
Okay. Well, he then goes up on my half, so I'm just com- well. I don't know where he's at in his. What this movie was about? <sighs> um, I honestly just thought it was gonna be about an officer in the war, and that was about it. <laughs> like, I thought it was just gonna be like a straight just up, just based like, on like, like the platoon poster. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah just yeah. based on the poster. I didn't know anything about this. I thought it was gonna be like a romantic comedy. But, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> much different. Like a baby is born on the Fourth of July. Oh man, it yeah. looked too serious at the poster. I yeah, think the poster you're was right. A too serious. And then I read, and then I think the synopsis came up, and I was like, ah, this is now you know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it kind of rooted for him, and I looked at the synopsis when I was trying to look for this movie. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, he then is, goes up to give a speech. He talks about like how great it is. He's like, I think this is a moral war, and I feel confident that I'll win the war. And then he starts getting a flashback because the baby started screaming. Mm, That's why I love that. There you go. He starts screaming in the helicopter, and he starts kind of like freaking out, and he kind of like faints on stage, so oh, they pick him up. What a baby. <laughs> He heard that baby and was like, yeah. I want a nap too. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Ronnie, yeah, I, I, I call him Ronnie the whole time. Which is that's his that character you, name. Yeah, but you call him Tom Cruise, and I feel like that's because you weren't convinced by his actor. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I was like, at this point, he's Ronnie. <laughs> he's Ron now. He's Ronnie. Yeah. So uh, he gets met by some guy named Timmy, I think. Is he? So you mentioned. What's he look the, like? I mean, he's got a mustache and long hair. At this point, everyone probably looks different from how you. Yeah, probably saw. If you did see him, I don't think he was the own the um the guy at the beginning who was anti-war. You said I don't think that's him. Right? Okay, I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, but because he went to war. Okay, and Ronnie kind of bonds with him because he goes to their house and they're the only ones who actually went through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're the only ones who actually went through the war up until now. Especially from you explaining it, it didn't right. seem like he really connected with anyone. No, right? not at all. He actually seems happy and able to open up about like how much his experience. The actual war kind of sucked. Like, <laughs> like him and him and Timmy just basically like joke kind of casually about like, yeah, we don't have like this war took the whole town. We don't really have any friends left. They're all dead. Mm-hmm. One of them died not even by getting shot, but because like a tree hit him. Yeah, like one of them died, and it sucks because of that. And then they all talk about like. How they got after they got hit because they're both home because obviously it's still be there right if they didn't get hit totally and uh, how bad the hospital was and how much it sucked mm-hmm. and the PTSD behind how they both kind of suffer PTSD and they're getting like weird flashbacks and things like that um and he had an interesting revelation on himself and this is where he starts to fall into just show depression no. <laughs> uh, he realizes he's in the hospital because it makes sense it makes sense that he failed and his friends like you didn't fail we all like this war is kind of messed up and meant for us to fail and he's like no 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 i meant uh i failed it makes sense i don't get my legs because i failed everyone because i shot someone oh. I knew. he's like oh i don't think you did that but maybe you did <laughs> and he says you know I, I would if i was whole again i would give this all up for my morals like i thought i had morals of like standing up and fighting that's why he stood up again once right. he got shot in the foot he tried he tried ke- yeah i kept he could he could have stayed down on the ground and been okay but mm. because he wanted to really fight if he stand it up and then he got paralyzed because of that that's you know, true he says i would give up my morals to walk again oh that's what he's saying like i would have stayed down at this you know this is a few beers in <laughs> and then, uh he meets up some lady the, the lady the, we're talking about. Yeah, Kara um, Sedgwick. Yeah, Kara also known as Ronnie's GI. <laughs> he meets up with her at the airport, picks her up. Um, He apparently wrote letters to her while she was in college. They go to hit her college, which is all anti-war as of hell. Course. This is after Kent State. Oh. So um, very much all the colleges are very hype about oh, yeah. protesting. Um, Ronnie... Is talking is talking to all these hippies and sees them all ta- talking about like anti-war, and honestly, I thought this was this is a weird scene that I thought was really dramatized. Is they come up to his girlfriend or lady friend? I guess they're not actually dating, and um, <laughs> these these hippies come up and they say like, "Oh, the Reverend dropped out," and then they, they we no longer can get him to speak at the next round. She's like, "Oh man, hey, Ronnie, you you know." If you ever have anything to say about it could really help the anti-war, we could really help you because you can see how the country treated you and all that stuff. Oh. And he's like, oh, no, that's, that's crazy. That's weird. <laughs> and uh, she says, okay, well, you can follow me and help or not. And he's like, oh, okay. But this is a great scene because right when that happens, she says, you can like help. You can follow me in to like help with finding a new rep, new person to speak mm. or not. And she steps up a curb and he bumps into the curb. And oh. He can't get over it. And it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like he's held back 
like probably more than like a physical handicap. He's held back by you know his this, own like handicap of being overly patriotic, right, 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 and just being like hoorah and not actually addressing how he feels afterwards and addressing his anger issues, and, right, and addressing how he was being treated. Yeah, so that's why he yeah. can't help the anti-war movement. That's yet. interesting. Yeah, I think that was really cool. Like it was a very small moment, but I really liked it. That's interesting. That's really um, good. so yeah, they all schools get shut down. Um, some guy comes up and, while they're speaking during this protest. And Vietnam guy is just like, I used to love this country, but this is all BS. It's all BS and starts throwing all his medals everywhere. <laughs> um, and then it turns into, then cops move in. They're like, all right, we got to break up this unlawful assembly. And they throw in tear gas and it's chaos. And it's actually really cool because it's like chaotic and you don't know where his uh, lady friend went. Oh, her name is Donna because he yells Donna. Donna. Okay. Um, and um, thank goodness. She, he, the last scene is literally him alone yelling, Donna, and then it cuts, and it's a flash forward. Well, not flash forward because I guess we stay there. <laughs> Time warp. Um, uh, to where he's basically just drunk at this bar with super long hair, and Does he have a beard. He has a beard. Yes, he has a beard. <laughs> he has a beard if you can call it that. <laughs> a fake uh, beard. Yeah, it's pretty fake. That yeah. part was not convincing. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and he's just drunk and just full, much like, F this country, I hate this place, like, mm. I can't believe everyone's done this to me, and he's with his other buddy drinking, and this, he's talking shit on America, and then this old man comes in and says, hey, I was in Iwo Jima, Ooh. and it's like, yeah, you know, you're a Marine, suck it up, you lost, and you just gotta move on, and then he's like, uh, no, I don't gotta suck it up, because you, you did something completely different, and he's <laughs> a fight with him. And they get broken up, and then um, he. How does the guy he, in a wheelchair fight? A dude? Exactly. <laughs> he's like, you're gonna punch. He's like, if you weren't in that wheelchair, he's like, well, I am in the wheelchair, so let's fight. And he, he, he's drunk. Yeah. Um, and then he starts hitting on this random girl named Jenny. She's like really young. She's, uh, like, so she's like like maybe 18. I don't know how she's in this bar. It's uh, <laughs> um, like I go to Mexico, and she's like, man, eh, you're weird. I'm gonna leave away. So he gets. He finally goes home. And he's drunk. And he just starts unloading at his parents' house. Mm-hmm. He's talks. He yells at his mom. He says it's a lie. Like all of this, this whole war was a lie. Everything you told me was a lie. Mm-hmm. All I do is uh, I wish I was dead. Oh, I man. regret killing all those women and children. And his mom was like, "I didn't force you to go." And he's like, "Yes, you did. You basically told me there's no other way except for like, you know, mm-hmm. supporting your country and stuff." And he's like, "There's no God. There's no country. Oh. It doesn't matter." And she's just like, she is obviously like, this is like, you know, middle of the night. He's screaming. He's waking <laughs> up all the neighbors. She's and he's drugged. His mom is extremely concerned. It's like, you gotta stop it. And he's his wearing dad's, a fake beard. Dad's yeah. Put the take that beard off, son. You're so drunk. You put a beard on. You can know you can never grow a beard. Only long hair. That's. Probably fake too. It's like but that's he, okay. It's like he ate hair and threw it up on himself. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so then, um, so his dad does something. His dad doesn't really do much. No, oh. he just kind of is like, "Hey, you need to calm down, I guess, for your Chill mom, out, for your mom." Yeah. And uh, he's just like, <sighs> "This is this is a scene that almost became funny because of how absurd it was." <laughs> um, he wheels up into his room and then starts yelling. And he's just like, "You know what? I hate. I hate that my even my penis is dead." And she, he's like, look, I got this ca- this catheter. This is all I got. And she's like, don't pull out the catheter. And he pulls the catheter uh, out. And she's, he just, she also says, also, don't say penis in this house. <laughs> Which I'm like, what do you say instead of penis? I know, right? Like, are you just, are you just not allowed to talk about like the medical uh, term for, for it? Yeah, like there's no like more sterile term to talk about something where, oh, I have to use a catheter in my. <laughs> my no no zone <laughs> my pee stick my pee stick um so i was like that was weird and so he just starts screaming penis <laughs> penis big fucking erect penis mom <laughs> penis penis he wants he's just he wants, unloading his penis all over his mom <laughs> it's like, he can't it doesn't work <laughs> um but basically like he eventually calms down like this is after he's just crying it's extremely mm. uncomfortable yeah. Even though it was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> his dad tucks him into bed and he, <laughs> and he confesses to his dad. He's like, dad, I don't think anyone will love me. Why would anyone love me? No one in this country cares about me. Who who would love someone who's so useless? And his oh. dad's like, why don't you go on that trip you've been talking about? 
Go on that trip. What trip? To Mexico. You oh, the one like, he was talking to Jenny about yeah, earlier? Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to go to Mexico. And he was like, you, sh- you should go. Well, so next scene. He's going to Mexico. Woo! Ole! Ole! Arriba! And you know who he meets? He meets a, a bunch of other uh, Vietnam veterans who also are paraplegic. That are also in Mexico? Yeah, I don't know Why? how... I don't know how he found them. I thought it was something in your hat maybe that he was talking about. No. Okay. Well, one of these paraplegic um, Vietnam War vets is William Defoe. Fuck yeah. Okay. I saw him in the opening credits and I was like, where the fuck He's is William Defoe? He's not in this movie that much, but he, he definitely He's takes- a big name. Big name. Um, and he also complains about how his dick does not work. And he's just like, <laughs> well, it's okay. In Mexico, you could just pay someone to bang you anyway. They don't care. And he rants about how much he hates the States and he'll never go back. Mexico's the dream baby. Nobody cares here. Mm. Me- care- United States doesn't even care about us anyway. I just want something simple. You got money. You know, you take the money you get for free and you spend it in Mexico and it goes a long way. And you right. just live. It's like a constant. It's like a party paradise. Mm-hmm. And it seems dope. But yeah, then seems while, while he's pitching this whole thing, some guy just uh, rolls in behind um, uh, Ronnie and says, hey, uh, you should leave while you can. And then just wheels out. What and, and, the Yeah, fuck? and it's like, mm, okay, something's weird. And then there's a great line from the foe, and he's like, you know, this Mescal stuff really fucks you up. Oh, shit. And you know when you're really drunk, and you swallow the worm and don't even know it. And you see it in his mouth, and he swallows it. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, man. Jesus Christ. You should also leave because of that? Because Willem Dafoe is going to turn into a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Turn into one. <laughs> <laughs> so then... um. Uh, it's gonna turn into the uh, Greed Goblin. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so the lady comes and checks him out uh, while at a party, and obviously he ordered her to come and do sexy stuff to her. <laughs> so he bangs the sex worker, and he's very embarrassed about his showing off his his dick, even though it doesn't work. It doesn't because it doesn't work, and his she's dick like, don't she's work. like, that's okay. She's like, I want to see. It's like, it's no point. I don't feel anything. Doesn't do anything. There's no point, and. She's like, okay, fine. And she starts doing stuff to him. And he's just crying the whole time. Oh, my God. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you're just, you know, even though it's getting you the thing you want, mm-hmm. you're just paying for it. And it's not that someone actually wants you. They just want the money. I bet it's also sad because he can't enjoy Also it. that too. Yeah. Like you're paying for this and it's just like, I don't, it's not, it's not what you want, you know? It's not an, it's not an intimate moment, you know? No, it's not a genuine not intimate at all. moment. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, so then he starts, uh, goes to the little red light district in Mexico and mm. has some flashbacks of his friends dying and stuff. But just having a bad time. He tries writing, writing a letter to, um, well, I now know. I didn't notice that time. I was like, he's writing a letter to his friend. No, he's writing a letter to the parents of that guy he killed. Oh. He tries writing it, but he... He eventually just scraps it, just starts drinking the mezcal until Hell he starts yeah. swallowing that worm. Mm. That's how you know he's drunk. But then William Defoe gets mad at some sex workers and they kick him out. And he starts yelling, like, I'm trying to take my money. Or, no, he said, no. One of them laughed because my dick didn't work. <laughs> One of them laughed. Don't you laugh. I'm sorry. Don't you laugh. <laughs> William Defoe's going to come here and fuck you up. Stops at the 4th of July. <laughs> 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 then, um, yeah, so he gets kicked out, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, Wait, uh, what is, uh, Willem Dafoe? What is, does his legs not work yeah, as well? He, yeah, no, they're para, all of them are paraplegic. Does that mean that their legs don't work? Yeah, that means okay. they have to use a wheelchair to, okay. to work. They can't, they can't walk around on their own. Okay. So, um, then they, what else happened? Uh, yeah, so then they get kicked out and they try like, all right, let's go to another place in Mexico and him and Dafoe get in the car mm-hmm. and... Defoe's just crazy. So he eventually gets him kicked out of the car. Like he's just he's just talking crazy shit the whole time. Yeah. And they eventually get kicked out of the, the car. Is it just the two of them? Yeah, it's just the two of them. Because they're, they're paraplegics. Because <laughs> two of them, uh, for some reason, Ryan decided to stick up for Defoe and was like defending him. Uh, he's a good uh, friend. Uh, is he? I don't, <laughs> I don't really get that connection, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like he's just the author of, now that I know the screenplay is written by him, I feel like the, uh, the author, screenwriter was just like, you know, man, I met this weird guy in Mexico. <laughs> I just caught around down. And you know who's going to play him? Willem Can Defoe. you get Willem Defoe? Yeah, get Willem Defoe. Can you get Defoe. him? You'd be and perfect. Like, all right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh. Then Defoe starts talking about, like, man, what did you even do in the war? You probably didn't even do anything. You never talk oh, about shit. it. You never did shit. I had to kill, like, babies and stuff. And you probably didn't even go to the war. You're probably <laughs> some faker just coming in here. You just lost your legs. Um, you just woke up one day. They were gone. Yeah. And anyway, so they obviously clearly 
Tom Cruise is not like that. No, of course not. So they not. start fighting and they beat each other up until they get tired and they're mm. just like, what are we doing here? And um, then Ronnie kind of has this epiphany um, about like, remember when it all made sense <laughs> and it was easy? Yeah. I, I honestly like, I mean, you, you laugh at that line, but I think it's a very, almost like the moment when someone becomes, they know too much now, mm. you know? Yeah, When you're yeah. kind of, ignorantly patriotic and you don't mm-hmm. really know kind of the what to the, believe the bad part well also you don't know about the bad parts of the country right 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 and then you learn that and it's like it's no longer just black and white like mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about like we'll just do whatever america says it's easy we'll just go we'll right. just go fight this war why would the president lie to me why would they be wrong why right. would they ever want to do a war they don't have to get into i right. gotta do this of course because my country's gotta do it right and then now you're at this point where you're in Mexico trying to deal with all this stuff that's happening. <laughs> with Willem Dafoe. With Willem Dafoe yeah. and all your beliefs and everything is just flipped on its head. Mm-hmm. And now you have to also figure out a way to get home. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it's a perfect word that really encapsulates um, just being like, aware of everything. Like woke, you know, kind of. <laughs> like, honestly, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, figuring out everything. Yeah. He's, he's taking the red pill. <laughs> and he's aware he's aware now he's aware yeah and now he knows too much and now he's just it's stuck in mexico drinking the worm <laughs> uh so then and his worm don't work <laughs> no. so you get real drunk you don't know whose worms in whose mouth <laughs> they wake up with each other's worms in their mouth <laughs> this is a mezcal this is ronnie <laughs> This is Wormy Defoe. Wormy Defoe. I feel like that's a Sesame Street cameo waiting to happen. Oh, God, that'd be Where awesome. they just have a little worm that comes out. You know, the, on the Sesame Street, they got him on the little pogo sticks. Yeah, yeah. And they're just popping around. Like, hey, he he's like- got like crazy hair and just, <laughs> just turns into a goblin. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Wormy Defoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So then... So what does he do with this newfound this new information? Sadness. Well, he just goes home. Okay. He goes home, but he instead go he goes to visit um, the grave of the guy he killed. Oh, man. He stands there for a while and he reflects. He can't stand there. That's a good point. <laughs> he sits there for he a while. He sits there for a while and yeah. reflects on uh, how shitty he feels. I bet. And then he decides to go to uh, his parents' house and confront them. About what he's done. Confront them. Confront hey, them. you fuckers. Hey, fuckers. I shot your son, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, Roll oh, out. shit, he's dead. Roll Stop. out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. So he tells them. So, well, he goes up and he immediately sees their house. And their house is like on the farm in the middle of nowhere. And it's just the dad, his his dad, his mom, and his wife that he left behind oh, with their shit. kid. Oh, shit. And uh, you learn that his dad talks a lot about him and says, like, you know, we've been in every war America's had. Like, we've been a military family ever since. Mm. You know, we've been fought in basically everything. Like, our whole lives, we're real Americans. Yeah. And um, he said, you know, the general said he died real quick, and it was good. I'm like, did he die real quick? No, no. he didn't. Okay, of Very course not. slowly, painfully. Oh, cool, great. <laughs> um, and then... Tom Cruise admits, you know, he was a squad leader. He started talking about how he was accidentally killed, accidentally killed a bunch of kids and they had to pull back. He was confused and scared and he shot his son. And he admits like he thinks he did that. And his his very interesting reaction. So the wife says, um, you know, I'll never forgive you, but maybe God will. Oh yeah. Right. Like a great reaction. And then like before then they're so friendly, you know, the guy's a good friend. And then, the mom says, we understand the pain you're going through. Whoa. Like, what does that mean? That's interesting. Right? Like, it's kind of a weird... Yeah. She's also killed people. Or, yeah. Or <laughs> she's felt, lo- like, immense loss, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, they've also had this military family tradition, and mm-hmm. suddenly it was taken away when their son didn't return home. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe. But the weird part is, as soon as she said that line, immediately... He was taken out the back door mm. by, um, I guess, their black servant. Whoa. I don't know, which was kind of weird because before he was greeted in the front, his dad walked him up. Mm. Now he's like, here, you can you can have our servant take you out back. Yeah. And go the back way, which is kind of like, I feel like the mood just changed completely. And I'm not really 100% sure what that said, but it definitely 
felt like a meaningful character moment. Mm-hmm. Like out of all the parts we say, we might need to cut down on this movie. I think like that part was really good. Really important. Really important to his re- learning about this character. Um, yeah. So now he gets back home and he's like, you know what? I'm going to fucking march. I'm going to march against these. You season. can't march. <sighs> He's going to have people march behind him and push him in the wheelchair. Okay, cool. That works for me. Uh, So he's going to roll. He's going to roll out in front of the Republican... uh, National Convention? National Convention. Okay. And where Nixon probably is like, yeah, I'll start running for four more years. Yeah, baby. They they use real footage, and then they cut a really cool cut to him actually at the convention oh that's like, cool like being well not the actual person i'm sorry like I, no i, I know but like they edit yeah, actual they, footage they edit actual footage and it's like hard to tell what's real what's not mm. it's, it's cool that's cool um and he tries breaking into the convention um basically like to you know protest and be like this is all scam but and everyone's like oh you gotta get away and they're gonna push him out of there trying to kick him out of the convention because obviously he's saying like the war is fake you mean need to stop shit. it yeah yeah he's gonna hurt nixon's feelings i know, I know poor boy oh. poor man um and, but of course the, uh, he starts speaking to a reporter because mm. a reporter like sees this guy being all, having a commotion. All the press is very interested in him because mm. he's causing the commotion. Right. And, um, he's just talking about how much he thinks the war sucks and he, you know, he's been there and it's not worth it. And then someone attacks him. It's like, what are you a commie? Like, it's oh, just, it's shit. very, very much like, oh yeah, there's all these like very very much what he used to be right you know totally. everyone just like if you aren't with us you're against us sort you're of right. thing and now he's you don't on the like to get out exactly yeah. and they just they don't have the same life experience he has right but the, anyway the news kind of stops from the whole boring republican convention like, <laughs> let's, let's listen to what ron has to say and um there's a great line where nixon says let's give the veterans the respect they deserve and this is the actual quote he said Ooh. and then they immediately kick him out and cut, and uh, one of the guys who he was uh, in the protest with pulls out a badge. He was an undercover cop, and he starts cuffing him and like taking him away from the wheelchair. Oh shit! And it turns into basically chaos. And he's being taken to jail, and in a weird way. And he's like, "Get the cameras on this!" And all the media is like looking at, him, and, the, yeah. and the cops are like, "Get the cameras away!" And as much as screaming, and eventually some guys take him from from him, and they rescue him. And they bring him to a tree, and they're like, "What are we gonna do, Ronnie? Like, what is this?" And he's like, "Okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna take back the front, and we're gonna really protest right in front of the media. We gotta get in front of the media because if we're front of the media, they're not gonna act as crazy because they're gonna be caught on film, right? And this is back in the day when it mattered. So would so they, it, but this whole scene of him telling them what to do felt like war it was shot like war because there's tear gas going oh yeah there's all this stuff there's people yelling and screaming and it's very dis- disorienting mm. and it's very much like oh this guy's got experience in this <laughs> Under he was a squad leader yeah 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 he's used to this sort of thing mm. and then he's like yeah and he goes and he you know one might say he's fighting for his country in a what? different way one may so say clever one may say Ooh, interesting um so yeah, and then they go and they, they I guess they take it back. And what then, day was this? Was this on the Fourth of July? No, I don't think so. I was gonna say he was reborn on the Fourth <laughs> of July. I've been too good, <laughs> too too perfect. Yeah. Um, four years later, it's the Democratic National Convention, mm-hmm. and Nixon is president. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Ron Kovic is the speaker at the time. I don't That's know. That's him. Oh yeah, sorry. He, <laughs> they say Ron Kovac is going to be the speaker. Excuse That's me, I know it's yeah. messed up. Yeah. And he then goes up, and uh, he's all wheeling up, and all the reporters are talking to him, and he's all happy and excited to talk. And he says, "You know, one of the reporters, you know, I feel like I had a purpose. You know, I feel like I finally found what I want to do." Aww. And he it flashes back to his mom saying, "I dreamt you were in front of a large crowd, and you were saying great there things." There you go. Fucking do that. And come then the back last scene is him just rolling on up to the stage, and then all everyone cheering, and then. That's in the movie. Wow. Yeah. Does it have a thing where it says Ron Kovac went on to? No, not uh, really. It was the uh, best in show dog show <laughs> convention or some shit. You went to the wrong convention. <laughs> yeah. We got Ron Kovic here ready to speak about uh, Cocker Spaniels. <laughs> He's like rolling around. Uh, so um, what do you think about Cocker Spaniels, Ron? Oh, 
Oh shit! Uh, they're cute. <laughs> wow, beautiful, beautiful. This man fought in Vietnam and gave his gave his legs for it. But... I'm gonna tie myself to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get in front of the media. We can't look crazy. <laughs> all right, he's now gonna participate in the cocker spaniel races, where we'll tie to all these cocker spaniels in a line in front of his wheelchair, and he will whip them and pull them. <laughs> that's what he's gonna do, and that's that's Ron Kovic, everyone. And this is what he wanted to do, and what his mom dreamed of. <laughs> what day, son? This is the American dream. I looked him up. He actually was born on the 4th of July. (laughs) You know what? If they're going to lie about something (laughs) in this movie, if they're going to stretch the truth, I don't think they would put it in the title. I don't know. I feel like that would be a crazy thing. He's Mm. still around, too. He's still alive. Do you want to do a little fact checking real quick? We got a little bit of time. Sure. Why not? All right. Now we're back. Whoa. All right. So. What do you want to say? Well, um let's see here's something that's insane to me okay uh oliver stone and tom cruise both expressed interest in using a nerve agent to cause the genuine paralysis in cruise's legs but they were unable to find a substance that was safe enough to guarantee no permanent damage (laughs) what a crazy thought (laughs) well apparently tom cruise worked a year preparing for this role like he really worked hard on it. Well, apparently this is also um, the studio had uh, reservations yes. about him being doing his first dramatic role. Yeah, and they also had reservations because um, his uh, earlier role in Top Gun, uh, Oliver Stone, the director of this movie, he referred to that movie as a fascist film. So I guess there was all right, fair a fear between uh, like the director and the actor, but I guess they wound up working together pretty well. They had other actors um, in line for the role too. Uh, Nicholas Cage, <laughs> oh my who's God. my favorite, Al Pacino, okay, Charlie Sheen, and uh, mm-hmm. Sean Penn. They were all up okay. for uh, the role. See, I could see all those being okay casts. Yeah. Very interesting cast. Um, there's also differences between the film and uh, the uh, book. Um, they're, I think, for dramatic purposes. One of which is. Uh, Ron never met the family of the people, that, the person that he killed. Oh, which uh, which seems... sucks because I really like that scene. Oh, sorry to tell you, it didn't happen. Uh, the other thing, so you know how? Oh, actually, you know what though? Mm. It kind of makes it more interesting then, doesn't it? Yeah, because now it's like mm, this is what he wanted to do. This is what he wish he could have done. Yeah, honestly, I was like, how do you even track somebody like that down? Like, I guess you would look in their war record. Yeah, but... they probably have some address or something. Um, the other thing too is you know how he had a trouble trying to remember the name of uh his girlfriend mm-hmm. it's because she didn't exist ah <laughs> that would explain it there was not a character named donna in his life oh man making up making up girlfriends yeah. classic classic screenwriter move <laughs> uh, uh, do you have anything else you wanted to bring up uh, tom cruise was born on the third of july oh fuck so close so close Could oh, have been perfect man. he would have been perfect for the I role i bet he made that joke multiple times when he oh i bet to do this i bet um, that's the reason he got the role apparently the entire film was shot in shades of red white and blue depending on the emotional that. level very interesting i don't really remember that but i know yeah. it was probably so subtle you didn't really notice yeah that's true but um, your brain did uh real uh the real ron kovic gave tom cruise's bronze star for his performance oh. it's very nice of him. i i read that um martin scorsese also awarded some kind of award to uh, uh oliver stone for this oh movie? the um best director for the academy awards oh is that what it was yeah oh okay cool. <laughs> kind I, of a big award yeah, i don't know if you've heard of it <laughs> but, uh, it's kind of the academy awards we do we do a podcast where we watch five <laughs> anyway um um ron real, yeah sorry, what do you i was gonna to? say i want to bring it to ron let's, let's talk about ron a little bit yeah so uh ron is still alive yeah continues to be uh uh against uh wars there are lots of protests lots professional of protest. protester he had a moment where he didn't look very good you know like <laughs> at the movie premiere. at the movie premiere yeah. he was like oh he's kind of large he's like he's all right he hope he's doing okay he's looking good but now man. he's looking like a fancy fancy old man he's got a nice beard he's nice and uh, white looking he's very distinguished he looks he's, good he's living in redondo beach which i think is helping him out yeah um <laughs> probably he, all the, the... He writes he paints he plays the piano he gardens and he never married but he does have famous family he's the <laughs> uncle of he, who uh, he's the uncle of adam kovic who uh made fun house a division of rooster teeth Productions. it's so weird to me it's so bizarre <laughs> i mean i you know what uh big family i mean you know somebody yeah. has to do something someone has to do something do else. you think he pulled strings He's I like, feel, hey, man, you know who my dad, my, my uncle is? He might have had a lot of money. <laughs> That's true. That definitely helps. Um, yeah, also, this is se- this is the second 
uh, directing Oscar that Oliver Stone has won. Yeah, Platoon was the first one, uh, right? Yeah, makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is it's all interesting stuff. It's a very yeah. interesting movie. And you know what? I think, I think it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I didn't hate pretty, it. No. I thought it was going to be a lot more funny and goofy. No. <laughs> you thought it was going to be a rant comedy. This is... <laughs> The well, girlfriend's just, made up. I know it's like a, this the worst romantic comedy. Yeah, uh, I just, well, I just I don't know. I was not impressed with Tom Cruise's part in my half, ah. but I was you know overall I, I enjoyed the direction. I did. I liked uh, and the, the hearts d- in the right place. Direction was good. I don't yeah. like the music choices as much. The music choices. Oh, I thought you were meant like the the score. No, no, no. The no, the yeah, licensed yeah. music. Yeah, was, I, I felt was a little hamfisted in there. Um, yeah, but I do think I like the message. It, you know what? It's gonna sound lame. Still resonate today. <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, but you know what? That's that's great because today is the Fourth of July. It is, and I think that it is appropriate. And yesterday was Tom Cruise's birthday. <laughs> Well, Tom Cruise, uh, happy birthday to you. And America, happy birthday to you. Yeah. And I feel great about you right now. We have to watch this. I love it. 100%. Yeah, a little bit difficult. Uh, well, if you guys are enjoying your 4th of July, and uh, or if you aren't, you can email us. <laughs> email the other at podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and if you like this episode and want to listen to previous ones, you can find them on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Google Play Music I already said that one, right? Probably. Spotify. Uh, Spotify. There you go. And while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it on the show, no yeah. matter what it says, even if it is some anti-war fucking comic bullshit. I just want to know about the biggest firework you blew up. Oh. Tell me about that. Have you blown up fireworks like in the sky? Have you like uh, yeah. lit bottle rockets and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah. It's fun. In America. Or in, ca- in, in California. In America. In California. In California. Whoa. That's not legal. Uh, in certain places it is. Oh, where in California? The desert. <laughs> no, it's just like you can't be fought, found there. It's not really legal. It's there. legal there. You can I shoot think, guns I out there. Bottle rockets are legal anywhere in California. Yeah. You can shoot them. In, what are you, when are they going to burn down the desert? No, I don't, what? A, <laughs> name something. Huh? Uh, American flags. Oh, shit. I, oh, man. How sad would that be? You're like just doing your <laughs> constitutional right of fucking uh polluting the air and then you accidentally burn a fucking flag man jeez nothing ironic. more american than that amen brother <laughs> good night america <laughs>